Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today, my guest is the amazing actor Jocko Sims. Jocko is an actor that I have watched crush the television circuit for so long now. You've seen him on shows such as Crash, New Amsterdam, The Last Ship, and so many others. He works so much, and I'm so excited that he came on today, and he's such a giving performer. Here it is. Jocko Sims, welcome to An Actor Despairs. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great, Ryan. It's good to be here. Well, thank you for being here. It means a lot to me, man. You're such an incredible actor, and you're a master of television. I mean, I've just watched you appear in wow. so many different things, <laughs> and especially like, you know, it's something I've discussed with a lot of actors on this podcast, you know, procedural type mm-hmm. shows. Some of those dialogue can be really hard to deliver, but you have such a way of... of of making so authentic, and I have such an appreciation for all your work. Thank and you. I've watched you on Crash, New Amsterdam, you know, The Last Ship, yeah. man. <laughs> You've been crushing the game. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's it's so funny uh, to see how much time has gone by. Um, it, it's a blur. I remember yeah. my first, uh, uh, I don't know what quite we'll get into, but what comes to mind when you say that is my first audition and how nervous I was. And it really, really, truly feels like it was last year. Well, let's start from and the beginning. it's been 17 years. Wow. Yeah, so. where, where did you grow up? I grew up in Texas. Okay. Uh, what grew part? up in, in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, I was wow. born in Houston. And um, I, I wanted to be a doctor. Uh, oddly enough, uh, no way. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I even had a you know I had a medical symbol in my high school ring, uh, and I got to college and in you know, Texas. I, yeah, I got to college. My first year, I went to University of Houston. Now, side note, I'd always been very creative. Yeah, um, were your parents cre- artists? Creating, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, they they were at first. My uh, dad was in a band. My mom was also in a band, and she competed in pageants. And um, she, it's so long ago. In fact, that that was even before I was born. So wow. they, they, yeah, they were really young when they were doing that stuff. And um, so I'd always uh, had this uh, this this bug for entertaining, just for fun. Yeah, you know, I'd make people laugh, I'd, I'd dance, I'd create music, and my mom would always tell me, she, you know, that I should take some classes, and I. Uh, I don't know. I just I, I just couldn't see myself actually doing it, and I was into science and, and nerdy stuff. So, so you didn't do like drama in high school. Nothing, wow. Nothing. Yeah. No. Not until I got to college. So I get to college, and I and I I realize th- there I'm I'm like I don't know if I want to be in school now for the next twelve years to to study you're doing become, the pre med track. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to yeah. be a, maybe even be a dentist or, and I was just like I'm, I'm you know so I took a theater course. Wow. Um, incidentally, my mother had, who I lived with mainly my parents divorced when I was young, and uh, my mom had moved from San Antonio to Los Angeles. Wow. And so I went to Houston, went to live with my dad actually, and went to college my first year there, and I said. Let let me try this theater thing out. I, I took the class, fell in love with you know theater and acting, and called my mom and said, "Hey, I, I'd, I'd like to come live with you in Los Angeles and pursue it." She said, "Come on home, baby." Wow, <laughs> that's amazing! And, um, Way so, to go, mom! Yeah, yeah. and so I, I got to go there and and stayed with her and and finished up at UCLA. Oh wow, I did it a little time there myself. Yeah, UCLA School of Film and Television. Absolutely, yeah. Tom Worth. Yeah, I, and Merle Schreiberman. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So what? Cl- we're gonna age ourselves here, but what? 
Well, so I, I, I ended up leaving going to NYU. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What, what year did you go? God, it was like 2006. Okay, 2006. Yeah. So I, I, I arrived at, I arrived in 2002. Wow. Yeah, because I transferred in. So uh, 2002 and then finished up in 2004. So talk to me about that ago. transition. Was that tough? Like, you, you know, going from yeah. not having acted to immersing yourself fully into this craft? That's Yeah, I was nervous um, going into that theater at University of Houston. Um, I remember uh, the first lady I talked to, I wish I could remember her name, but she she wasn't the vocal teacher, but she, I think she uh, might've been the administrator there in the department or something. And, um, and I, I walked in and I said, I, you know, there's this, this, um, perception, you know, this, that you think that, you know, actors are something you're, especially when you're attempting to be a part of that, that it's something you are not, Yeah, you know, it's, it's something other. Um, and, they welcomed me with open arms, un, un, you know, not experienced. I thought that I should have done many plays in high school. Right. And all. And she's like, oh, you want to be that? Great. Fantastic. Let me give you a tour of the theater. And I'm like, oh, OK. And 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 I got to see a class and and see all this stuff. And I was like, gosh, these people are really nice. Amazing. You know, and, and, and that that was uh, very crucial and important. You know, had I walked in and they had their noses in the air and yeah. said, you know, let's that see was my your experience res- at NYU. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. And but that's yeah. the, that's the thing you yeah. know you have yeah. these certain schools that are yeah. difficult to to get in and and then sometimes once you're in you know you 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 have that that thing yeah but I've I've I was very fortunate I, I did University of Houston there where they were very welcoming and then I went to Santa Monica College because you had to have, which is in California yeah and I uh, did theater that amazing theater experience there by oh. the way um, and I did I did my first plays there and they it's just I, I had really good theater school experiences and i know a lot of a yeah. lot of people out there have not but i was very very fortunate That's so incredible. i did five years of studying three different schools and just loved it loved my teachers that had made lifelong friends and it was a, a great transition for me into into the business did ucla have a showcase built in for you guys they do, i did not participate in a show i think they stopped doing that yeah <laughs> i remember uh Hearing some interesting stories about those showcases not going so so oh, well. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. there was a story. <laughs> there was a story one of our teachers told us about Tim Robbins, who uh, had <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling this. No, story, do it. But, I, but had, he had prepared these scenes with uh, his scene partner, and uh, legend has it that once. Um, you know, his scene partner that was having some sort of struggle or something behind backstage and all the agents and managers from the different agencies were there. Yeah. And, and he just walked out on the stage and left his scene partner there and just did a monologue on his own. And lo and behold, he eventually becomes Tim Robbins. Of course. And um, so, you know, I think it, I heard it was things like that that were just like, let's just, you know. Yeah. And so they just focused on on theater and uh, and yeah, it was great. So when you graduated, you wanted to stay in Los Angeles? Uh, yes. For me, um, you know, once I decided to be an actor, I, I said, I'm going to go, you know, for the gusto. It's, it's got to be film, television. Uh, I definitely learned and knew that it was important to have a theater background um, and get on that stage. And um, 
and yeah, I haven't looked back since. That's amazing. Talk to me about that first audition. Do you remember what it was yes, for? Absolutely. Like it was yesterday. It was for a show on ABC called Ten Eight. It was a short-lived cop show. Got it. And I auditioned to play a DJ. And uh, but this DJ was uh, MCing an underground fight at a warehouse. Wow. Now, at this point, I know nothing about auditioning. Yeah. Uh, I walked in with props. Don't do that, actors. <laughs> um, <laughs> even though it got me the job. I always say that if I auditioned for that today, I would not have gotten that job. Yeah. I think it was because I, I just didn't know what I was doing and, right. and gave it my all, you know. And I was supposed to uh, introduce these two fighters. The, the names I don't remember. These two women were fighting. And, and I just went over the top with the introduction, like a crazy Sports announcer, just ah, Ric Flair style. <laughs> Come on, yeah. you know, and it didn't call for any of that. You yeah. know, if you see these roles, these co-star roles, it's just like it's not about that. Yeah, but I just you know took it, and so uh, uh, Judith Holster, I think, was the casting director, and she she said I was getting a call back, and I was like, oh my god, I got a call! Like wow, and I go, and there's a ton of people ton of actors in there and so you know again i had my headphones and and, and stuff and I, I walk in there and uh in this you know room full of producers and i do this again and they're yeah. laughing it's not a funny role and they're just going and they would just like ate it up and and it was so loud and i walk out and i just remember looking at everybody's faces looking like what did you do in there because they could hear the ruckus, you know, noises yeah, and laughter. Yeah, they heard response. you booking the role. <laughs> <laughs> so I go home, and yeah. that agent, uh, who I was lucky enough to have at the time, he he called me, and he left a message. He said, Jocko, you're going to be uh, on the show. You're going to be on ABC. You, you gotta, you're being taft Hartley into, And I didn't know what that was at the time. Wow. And that, that, that meant that if you're not in the union. They had to uh, adopt you. And yeah, they, yeah, they had to They pay a little extra money, and you're automatically going to be in the union. And that was my first audition. And then I had my second audition and booked that. I was like, I'm supposed to be doing Your this. Your batting average this is incredible, is, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was great. Now, it didn't always go like that. Yeah. Um, and, and that could, you know, affect you. It didn't affect me. I always remained humble and appreciative of every, uh, thanks to my mom and, uh, and, and, and my dad who had a part in raising me. And I... I, I don't know. You know, I just, I never let, it's, I'm still affected. I'm still starstruck when I go on set. I'm still that little boy from San Antonio, yeah. Texas. And uh, I get nervous and I get, get clammy hands. Lucy Liu directed one of our episodes uh, a few episodes ago. Wow. And I, I was just like, oh my God. Kill that's Bill. Lucy Liu. Yeah, <laughs> Kill Bill. Everything. And so, and, and you know, she eventually, she, you know, she was just great from the yeah. start. And it's great because when we have our guest directors like her come in, um, she, you know, she had seen the show. Yeah. And she'd become a fan by then. So I, I was, I'll never get used to that. I think it's really amazing. It's a good feeling. Well, yeah. I, I'm curious to ask you, you know, when you go from, you know, not doing much acting then having all these plays mm -hmm. and auditioning success, mm -hmm. you know, in L.A., particularly there's a lot of procedural work mm -hmm. and those auditions are very different than like something for like Dawn of Planet of the Apes. Sure. How did you kind of figure your way through these auditions that have, you know, vernacular exposition, mm -hmm. exposition, exposition. Mm -hmm. How were you able to ground yourself in those worlds? Were you working with a coach or? Um, no, uh, I, I'm always of the school of, you know, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. So for that reason, I, I worked with one coach and it was Leslie Kahn one time oh, yeah. and it was, um, I was probably 14 years into working 
it was on um, for the role I'm dying up here yeah. with, with uh, Jim Carrey was Love executive producer. Yeah. I had already had the part, but I wanted to do it justice. I played uh, a Vietnam War vet. Yeah. And I remember I was that like, episode. I, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I, I just, I want to do this right. I'm going to get a coach, and uh, and that was great. That was a great experience. I've always been nervous about that. Incidentally, you know, I'd been coaching actors because I started booking these jobs, and a lot of my friends weren't, and I felt bad. And I'm like, let's let's try to work this out. Let's figure yeah. out what I figured out in the room, which is an entirely different beast and being yeah. you know that room is so odd yeah you know that audition is, and and it's it's not like being on set where you're comfortable and you have the job it's and, can, it can be a really hostile experience yeah it yeah can, and, and what's odd about it though is that and this is what i've, I've, I've tried to help my friends with uh, who weren't as fortunate um to understand is that you know when you walk in that casting director really really wants you to to be the you know and they may not always treat you kind yeah. you know they may have be, be exhausted yeah. from the day um they they may already have you know it's frustrating sometimes the studio may have an an offer out to an actor and they still have to do this and they're upset because they have some actors they may really really like you right you know so it's all sorts of things that it, you know we got to kind of get out of our head and, and get in that room and and do that but it's um yeah, I can't remember. You do that something. I just went off on a tangent here. Oh no, I mean, yeah, I think uh, you answered it. But uh, what you know? Let's talk about Crash. What was it like working with Dennis Hopper? Oh my gosh! Um, Speaking of being starstruck, that was that was incredible. All of, yeah, all, I've had some really interesting experiences, and I would say that with Crash, I uh, auditioned for that show, having not read the pilot because I didn't have it. Yeah, and the, you know the agency Sometimes never they sent don't it give to it me. to you. Yeah, yeah, and so. And that, it incidentally was an accident. So I I, I, I get the scenes and I do it. And, um, and you know, you have the process of auditioning for the casting director. And then you go in for producers. And then there's the, the, the network test and then the studio test. Wow. So I uh, made it all the way to the network test. And I, I thought I had done a good job. And I I went outside and, you know, one other actor, he, he was Brian T, who's now, I think, on Chicago Med. Um, and he ended up on Crash. He, uh, this is back in 2008, by the way. He said, uh, hey, yo, I found out I'm coming back. I got a call back. And he's like, did you? I was like, oh, I haven't heard anything. I was like, oh. He said, well, maybe, you know, you'll, I'm sure you'll, you'll get one. And so uh, I went home. I'm calling the agents. I'm like, you know, did it end there? Like, yeah. you know, we should hear it's not going further you know at this point they tell you either way and i'm like uh gosh and it's like no we, we haven't heard anything and i just lay down on my bed because i'm just like mentally exhausted through this process and the studio test was going to be like a couple of hours later at the same wow. location and i'm just at home and i'm like you know calling her like nothing and i'm like i'm just gonna go back and because we haven't heard anything, yeah. And I, I get in the car, get on the freeway. I'm driving. I get a call and saying, "Oh, they called one of the agents' cell phones, and she was at lunch at the time. She didn't get it. You, you should go back." I was like, "I'm already on my way back." Wow. And I had gotten that call back, and thank God I, you know, had the mind to just to put do all it. that yeah. there and go, and then book that role. And that was Star's first uh, Star's the Network. It was their first original Real content. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it was like was, that and Party Down at yeah, the same party time. Down. Yeah, I love yeah, Party Down. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, um, yeah. yeah they, we it, we were t- thirteen episodes on the air. Wow. So booking that pilot was a booking the full season. Yeah. And was that your first time booking a full that season? Was my first time booking wow. a pilot. Well, I I booked a pilot before that didn't. Well, it went for nine episodes, and I didn't get picked up with the pilot, and that was my first time in New York. Got That's it. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, so I, I get out there and I have this role. And, but we don't have the main character who I was going to play opposite. Uh, and it was uh, the role of Ben Sanders. And we said, well, we found out I'm there in New Mexico ready to film. And I find out that it's going to be either Tom Sizemore, Harvey Keitel, Val Kilmer or Dennis Hopper. Oh I'm like, God. I will take any one of those. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And secretly, I kind of hoped it would be Dennis Hopper. And when he said yes, I was just like, I cannot believe what's happening. By the way, at the time, my favorite movie was Crash. Yeah. I remember watching that movie, leaving the theater crying. And I never imagined that I would be on the series yeah. and playing opposite Dennis Hopper. It was just, it was incredible. Was, was that really like a, a really cool boot camp experience to get to work with him, you know, yeah. and be opposite him so many times? Yeah, he was great. At the time, he was battling, and I didn't know, he that was, was battling yeah, right prostate cancer. Yeah. And, you know, he, he would show, I knew something was off, something was wrong. He would show up sick Yeah. sometimes, and he never missed a day. Wow. He was never late. And was literally dying during this time. And he wanted to be on this show. He wanted to, he wanted to work. And I, I you know, always had, always had a strong work ethic when it came to, to this. And so, but it, he just solidified that this is the way to be. This is yeah. how you get your Academy Award domination. Totally. You know, uh, well-deserved. Um, just a brilliant, artistic, very passionate, fun, funny man. Wow. Yeah. And then you did the last ship after that, and you got five seasons out of that, right? Yes. Now, this is why I say it wasn't always, you know, roses. Yeah, um, talk to me. Uh, after that show, you know, so I'm, I'm on the show Crash, which uh, maybe two people watched, my mom and, and you. And <laughs> <laughs> so nobody, nobody's yeah. watching. Yeah. I'm not, for two years, I'm in New Mexico. I'm, I'm not. You guys didn't shoot that in LA? Uh, we shot in New Mexico yeah. for LA. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm not auditioning. So all the momentum I had built up leading up from graduating from college 2004 to those four years was slowed and I could not get arrested. I couldn't get into some rooms. Wow. I had to start over. Even having that credential? Even that credential. Nobody cared. I'd go in a room and casting directors would be like, oh, so how's that show going? I'm like, and, and I'm like, oh, it's, canceled Dennis Hopper's dead. Yeah. It's the show's over. And oh yeah, that's right. They did kill. Okay. Yeah. You know, it was that sort of thing. And I'm just like, no wow. mercy. So I, yeah. So I thought, I thought, I, I thought that was it yeah. for me. And so I had to start over. It took me five years to book another series. Wow. And that was the last show. Talk to me. What were you doing during those five years? Those five years, I, I still was booking guest stars. Yeah. Um, you know, I had done, you know, Grey's Anatomy, done an episode of Grey's Anatomy and a couple of well, episode of Bones and, and, you know, just sporadically here. But, uh, it, it, it was tough. You know, money was running low. Yeah. Um, and it, it got really difficult. And I, uh, <laughs> I had actually had to move back with mom and I was there for seven months. And I got reinvigorated and I got inspired and I did something silly. I went and, and, and got a new apartment, new, nice Los Angeles, two bedroom apartment. Wow. And I had enough money to pay for maybe one month's rent. And, you know, breaking a lease is not a good thing. Totally. But I did it on faith. I don't know why. You I look back at it. Yourself. It was just crazy. Yeah. And then the last ship came along and the last ship came along. It was oh. five episodes as a guest star. I go on and they keep me for five years. Wow. It turned into a series regular role. And 
That was crazy. I learned a lot in that time between Crash and The Last Ship. Number one, I learned how um, easily, you know, as an actor, you are, you're, you're a pawn. Yeah. Um, so what can you do to not be a pawn? Well, you know, you can write, you can produce, you can create content. Um, it's not an easy pathway, but if you can be at the helm of the ship, pun intended, <laughs> um, then you can potentially have a little more control over your career. So all throughout, I, I, I became uh, wild on the last ship. Yeah. See, this is when I was on Crash, I was comfortable. Put all my eggs in that basket. Yeah. I don't have to do anything else. I'm going to be an actor. Um, uh, and you know, meanwhile, here comes Michael B. Jordan and <laughs> Chadwick Boseman and there, and I'm just like, what is going on? And I just wasn't hungry enough. So when I got on the last ship, I was the only actor on that show that worked on, I think, 13 episodes of other shows while I was on the last ship. Wow. I, I went and did uh, a stint on Masters of Sex, with, uh, which was great. I did seven yeah. episodes of that. The Michael network. Sheen. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was great. And Showtime uh, tried to push for me to be nominated for an Emmy, which was the pre-pre-nomination experience. Yeah. And it was it was just great. I love that role. And, um, you know, initially the network that I was on for The Last Ship said, you can only do three episodes of another show. And I said, no, no, then we'll try to find a way to get out of my contract then. And potentially, I mean, we're talking, you know, for seven episodes as a guest star on one show yeah. versus years as a series regular is big, big difference in money totally. that I was willing to walk away from because you have a different type of, you know, eyes on this show. You have yeah. uh, Emmy nominations on this show. And I'm like, I'll do these seven episodes and then go try to find work later. And they're, they, they said, okay. And they let me go do those seven episodes and wow. keep my job on the last ship. And um, I did two pilots while, and that's, you know, that's unheard. But I just stayed on my folks. I stayed on my people. I said, I'm, I can't have another experience coming off of the last ship that I had off a of crash. I can't have it take me, you know, yeah. five years. You know, I'm getting older. Yeah. We, I got to go from this job to another one. And, and, and that, that that hunger made a huge huge difference and why uh i'm I, I think that we were able to you know seamlessly move on to the next job which is new amsterdam yeah so how soon after you know last year you got it was five seasons mm -hmm. right did you have that come your way yeah and in fact i even even prior to this i had done a pilot for amazon it was a comedy pilot and um and because last ship there was a we went on a hiatus for a little while yeah and uh, there was like a like a, a, a spontaneous hiatus and we weren't sure if we were going to keep going so we told the network hey we don't know what's going on in the yeah, future yeah I gotta work it kind of let me go do another pilot and that pilot didn't go so that was 2017 and the following year when the last ship ended uh, I go out to pilot season and I don't know what was happening to me but I, I was in this this this. <laughs> in, in rap music, we call it a bag. Or rap, yeah. rap, you know, I was in my bag. Yeah. I was in this interesting bag where I, I, I was doing the best auditions ever for of, of my career. And I, I wow. got to pick and choose which ones I was going to be called back for. I, I mean, I was so busy. It was yeah. my first pilot season in five years. Wow. So, uh, and that was this to 2018. Wow. And, you know, the agency and my man, we were just like, what is, I said, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. And, um, 
and this came along and we got to choose, you know, whether or not we were going to test for this one or another. And this one just spoke, spoke to us. You know, it was a great show wow. from the beginning, New Amsterdam. And I'm so curious to ask you, you know, and this is something I think a lot of actors struggle with. Like when you have a show that's mm-hmm. in the medical world and you mm-hmm. know there's been an ER mm-hmm. and there's been a Grey's Anatomy, how do you find as an actor to bring truth to something mm-hmm. without recreating something you've seen before? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, it starts with the writing. Yeah. And um, and believing uh, in it. And it, it, what was great about this show, what made it stand out differently than the rest of them was that this one was based on a true story. This one is based on a book by Dr. Eric Mannheimer, who was the medical director at Bellevue Hospital for 15 years. So he saw some extraordinary and uh, very amazing and some very sad things during that time, obviously. Um, And for those of you who don't know, Bellevue Hospital um, has a reputation for being this psych ward, but it is actually the first public hospital in America, the oldest public hospital, still standing, state of the art. It's amazing. And, um, you know, he saw a lot of things. He saw the, you know, the the red tape that he'd have to, you know, jump through. The bureaucracy through. Yeah, of the, the whole bureaucracy thing. Of, of how terrible it was. And he wrote a book about it. It was a great book. It's called 12 Patients, Life and Death at Bellevue. And David Schoner, our creator of the show, he, uh, he he read that book and said, this is what I want to do. Because he was trying to figure out what he's going to do next. He's like, I don't, you know, everybody's doing superhero stuff as far as this television series that was really hot when he started writing it. And he's like, I just, I want to write about something that people are talking about at their dining room tables. And, and you know, healthcare is one of the biggest yeah. issues here in this country for obvious reasons. So um, that's that's what's cool. And then it had some humor and it had some some jarring moments in the pilot, um, uh, racially jarring moments. And I was like, this is good. And it's a great cast. You, Ryan Eggle, you guys seem like you have such a great rapport. They're they're fantastic. Uh, uh, You know, some of the Teamsters, our our drivers were like, you guys are the nicest bunch. And they've been in the business for 20, 30 years. And they're like, we've not seen. And and, and a lot of crew members kept saying that. And And it finally occurred to me is that we're doing a show about compassionate people. Yeah. And the producers cast compassionate, nice people to be around. Yeah. And it is just a joy. Everybody's amazing. Everybody's really nice. That's incredible to hear, yeah. man. You do such great work and you have such power and and, and presence. And, you know, and that's such a it's, it's such a natural thing yeah. for you. And it's so awesome to watch you do that. And I'm oh. curious to ask you, man, mm-hmm. during those five years mm-hmm. when you were struggling, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of actors out there listening mm-hmm. are struggling, and and guest star auditions can be so tough because mm-hmm. you don't know a lot, you don't mm-hmm. get the script, and and you're kind of there to support the main cast. Mm-hmm. What do you think makes for a great audition, like, or what helps? Yeah. You know, I know that's a loaded question. No, it's fine. It's yeah. great. I think it's a great question, and um, I think for for me, and, and let's let's take for example the auditions particularly the co-star auditions where you have like one or two lines. Yeah. What the hell do you do? Yeah. How do you stand out? Um, for me, that's the exciting part because it's like, how, how can I stand out with these two lines and be different than everyone else, but leave knowing that I left an impression, whether or not I've gotten the part I've auditioned and don't let me go too far on a tangent. No, but no, that no. reminded me that I've auditioned, um, for a, a casting director, um, Jamie Rodolsky, uh, and who I adore, and uh, I she she gave me a lot of confidence because I, I went in auditioned for I, I got to audition for this pilot way too early in my career, 
I don't know, it's like this, the lead of a show on ABC, which was it was never going to get. Um, and I go in and I destroy the audition. And she said, wow. She said, that was incredible. She said, that's the best I've seen it done. She said, I'm not going to give you a callback because you're not right for the part, but wow. And I'm just like, uh, you know, watching my dreams crumble right there. Yeah. I'm like, wait, wait, I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. And it was, um, it was great, but I, I made a, a lasting uh, impression on her. Ten years later, she cast me in my second uh, <laughs> favorite role of all time, um, which was Masters of Sex. Wow. And uh, she had been a fan all of that time, but it was the right role, the right, right time. time. And, and, and it, it did. But the key, getting back to what we're saying, is trying to find something interesting yeah. to do that makes a lasting impression. And sometimes if, you know, if you're, if you're talking and you're able to, to show your hands and, and if you're thinking, your character has to think for a second and you think and you just do a little twitch, like just mess with your uh, right before you say something. I like to do these little breathing before and after during the line. Yeah. If, if it requires that, for example, or, or just a little, you know, something that brings it to life. Yeah. And you can always feel when they go up. Oh, it, the, they, they, something happens, yeah. cathartic or something in the room where they're 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 jarred out of what is what the job is doing. You know what their job they're, that they're there to do, and it's like wow. And sometimes they don't know it's that you did this, yeah. You know, but it's like something stuck with them, and they go, "Damn, that kid's good." You know, next. And they're gonna they're gonna remember. I've made a lot of fans along the way. That Just now, doing good now, work. Yeah. Now I'm telling you, the phone is ringing. Yeah. Because the stars are aligned now. But but I, I, if I had gone in defeat, which I have, I've had bad auditions. I've yeah. gone in defeated. I've gone in and messed myself up out of getting parts. Yeah. Um. So and and that happens. So if I had done that the majority of the time, I most certainly wouldn't be where I am today. And how, how did you keep yourself from getting disillusioned? Because I know a lot of, you know, actors that didn't have that chance to have a crash and right. are still auditioning. Mm -hmm. what, what advice would you have from preventing to get disillusioned? And because it, it can be so hard, you know, just years of auditioning and nothing. You know, how did you stay positive? I only, only focused on my victories. And let me define victories. I have things that I remember that may, you know, at first glance seem extremely insignificant. Yeah. But I, I'll never forget being at Santa Monica College when the, the my teacher, Adrian Harrop, had uh, said to me, you know, she had pulled a couple of actors aside after, you know, we had been in, in their class for a while. And she said, you know, I want you guys to audition for Juilliard. And we know that Juilliard's the mecca, yeah. you know. Of, of acting schools and and we're like okay so I'm in this process now of Did like you trying it? to find I had auditioned for Juilliard yeah. a couple of times didn't get into Juilliard me either <laughs> that's a lot the, most of brutal audition <laughs> yeah, yeah and uh, yeah that's brutal that was oh god yeah. that, just that whole process that, that was the most soul defeating moment of my life walking out of that Juilliard audition I was just like I. I've I've gotten denied for bigger parts and this hurt more. It's too much. Yeah. That, that pressure. Yeah. So so yeah. I see. I see. I compartmentalize that. That's not something I've ever yeah. focused on. Yeah. Um. Except for the one thing that kind of stuck with me is that my first audition was better than my second. Yeah. Like my second my second year that I yeah. went and auditioned yeah, yeah, was like, yeah. oh, am I getting worse? So, but that happens. But um. So I, 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 before we even get to the audition process, I kind of asked her, I said, why, why, why did you choose me 
to, you know, what's going on here? Because I yeah. needed to make sure I'm doing the right thing. This was my second year in acting classes. Yeah. And, and she said, that's a good question. She said, you, you, you could be great. She said, you're not yet. But she said, you could be. And I see that. I will never forget that. So wow. when I'm going in and I don't have a great audition, I just said, I could be great. Yeah. And the chair of the theater department at Santa Monica College believes it. And she directed plays there with beasts of actors wow. that I watched. And I was like, I can only dream of doing. And eventually I did get to do those plays yeah. and of being in those. And I admire and look up to them. if she's saying that I could be great, but I'm not yet. Then I'm just not yet, and yeah. I just didn't do it. And and so I I just remembered those things, and there were so many of those things, so so many uh, people, uh, you know, here and there in your life. A casting director, you know, Jim Rudowski said, "Wow, that was amazing. You're not yeah. going to get the part." But we we don't all have the luxury to be told you're not getting a part because you're not right for it. And not right could be a number of things. Totally, you're white. Yeah. You're black. Yeah, you're you're short. You're yeah. you're have not enough credits and yeah. then the network's never gonna yeah. believe in you Mustache to do this doesn't align the right way right <laughs> so not right can yeah. mean a number of things but yeah to know you did a good job i never forgot that so that when i saw her 10 years later when i walked in i actually it, the show masters of sex was cast by uh uh risa bremen who's uh another um casting director and so i only i didn't even know jamie was a part of that yeah but when i walked in and saw her face after 10 years it was like we, i was like Oh my gosh, she said, how are you? She oh knew I was God. coming in. Yeah. I was like, my gosh, and had the audition uh, of my life. But I, those mini victories, those things that are confirmations yeah. that you are good. You are here for a reason. You yeah. are auditioning for Juilliard for a reason. You're not everybody's going to get in. Of and course. some people got in and hated it and left. Yeah. And some, you know, it's just everybody's got a different path, but you, you, it's cliche, but. You gotta really believe in yourself. Yeah. You can't. You, there's no space or time to doubt yourself because while you're doubting yourself, the last ship is another quick example again, where I was supposed to play this tough as Nell's lieutenant, Lieutenant yeah. Burke, and I'm yelling at the at at the at the other sailors and trying to get them into shape for basically what it turns out to be World War Three, and I'm just like that's not me so I was struggling with it I was reading with my my friend actress Arlene Tour from Crash actually oh yeah and I'm like I was like I just don't want to go I don't want to go and it's just not yeah. this is she's like get it together come on man you got this you got this and I'm like I I was like, I, that's what I do. I coach actors. That's I, you don't use that on me. <laughs> I, don't, I, just, I don't think I'm, yeah. you know, that's that. She's like, I just go. And I go in and, and I don't do well in the audition, mind you. And the casting director says, oh, don't worry. So just go again. Don't worry. Everybody's struggling with it. Wow. I was like, oh, okay. Thank God she said that. Yeah. We don't all get to know that. We I could just have left and go, whoa. And, you know, three weeks go by before I get that call. And they say, you know, you you were great, and we you know we we'd love to work with you. And Michael Bay's executive producer yeah, of the show, Brad and Fuller, I'm just like what? Yeah. And then go yeah. on, and and then that turned it. It's so, but I it turned into five years. I, that was five episodes, right? Yeah. So I could have talked myself out of that. And thing. look at you it. You can't listen to that stuff. You really can't listen yeah. to that voice. That's the biggest hater. That's I huge. Tell you, that biggest hater you have. Yeah. In your life is the voice that says you're not good enough for this. I know. You got to learn to turn it off. Yeah, man. Just have just just enjoy it and 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 
and enjoy that ride and work and work. That's the other one. Love that wisdom. Final two questions, Jaco. Yeah. What, uh, what, what's next for you? I know you guys have another season going, but mm-hmm. do you have any personal projects or anything cool you're working on? That yeah. you, can- you know, I've, I've, I want to direct and produce. And um, now that uh, the, the good news is that we've, we've got three seasons of New Amsterdam. Congratulations. Coming up, which is insane. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll get a chance to direct an episode I'm in the sure future. I'm sure you will. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, we get very little time off. So, um, it, you guys it's, are 10 out of 12. Yeah, you, we're, yeah, 10 out of the other you, months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, so it's great. It's a, it's like, this is, you know, 17 years, man, I've yeah. been waiting for this, this type of job. And, but now that we have it, to have that short window. So, uh, the opportunities to do other things aren't uh, there as much, Yeah, but, uh, uh, you know, if I could in that two months, find a way to direct something or do a comedy movie. Yeah. Cause the majority, I would say 99% of the stuff that I have done on TV over all those years has just been drama. You're drama, close with drama. Tiffany, right? Tiffany Haddish. Haddish yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's, she's, she's a friend. She's yeah. so, so funny. I would love to do something with her. Yeah. I totally see You that. know, so I, yeah, I gotta get some kind of, this years of drama is just like, you know, that's why I'm never serious. Like on set, I'm never serious. <laughs> yeah. And like, you, you know, sometimes yeah. Janet will be like, come on, man, you got to get this. Let's go. Let's do this. Cause I'm just clowning around. And I, I don't know. I like to have fun. So I, mean, I want to do some comedies. I want to direct. I want to write, want to produce and we'll see what happens. And, and what's inspiring you? Final question. Um, like, uh, artistically. Yeah. Musically, creatively, you know, performatively. Um, it's, it's really what my biggest inspiration creatively uh, of late has been well actually for a while being around funny people yeah and I, I annoy my friends because I'm I'm that guy who's like oh wait that could be a thing and I'm just going to my phone and yeah. it's like dude can we just enjoy ourselves right now because <laughs> but I, I like I'll be yeah. around some very very funny people the other thing is I'm going back and watching movies that I loved um over the last 20, 25 years, yeah. you know, from the 90s and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I watched uh, The Sixth Sense recently and I watched Primal Fear with Edward Norton and Richard Gere. And these things are like sparking ideas. Yeah. And I'm just going on my phone. I'm like, God, here's a movie idea for, for these things. So watching older movies that I loved and fell in love with, even as a kid, going back to, you know, Tim Burton, yeah. Edward Scissorhands and stuff. It's like reinvigorating my imagination again. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, Jocko Sims, thanks so much for being here, man. It means so much. And I'm so excited. And there's so many amazing things in store for you. I'm so excited for what the future is doing and what you're doing on New Amsterdam, man. It's incredible work and you're such a great guy i i appreciate that yeah. so much it's so i'm so glad to be here yeah and i think the service that you're doing to this uh wonderful pool of human beings is is very much needed and 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 very good yeah so thank you please continue what you do and i want to come back again please i, I would love to share some more stories i would love possible. to we'll do it on uh when you have one of those two months off i yes all right. absolutely all right much love Jocko. thank you so yeah. much right If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.